I know in the world of social media, it's so hard not to, but you just cannot try to keep up with everybody else. And I would just speak to young women, you know, in general, you have to make smart financial decisions early to set yourself up, you know, down the road. You don't want to rack up a bunch of credit card debt trying to buy the latest and the greatest. If you can just be patient, those things will eventually come. Welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. Each week, I have a sister-to-sister chat with an inspiring go-getter, and listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. Risha Blivens is a director with Beauty Counter. After working in corporate America for 10 years... The National Native became passionate about educating and empowering women by giving them access to information that will allow them to make better choices for themselves and their families. This is a very fun interview for me because our guest today I have known for so long. It's like talking to an old friend. <laughs> so, um, everyone, I would love for you to meet Risha Blivens. And we're going to explore a lot about you today. Um, you're going to tap into some things that you didn't even think that we were going to talk about. Like, we're going to start off with the very beginning, like your childhood, because I don't even know about like, your upbringing. Share a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I am uh, the only child by my mom. I actually have four other siblings by my dad. Um, But I grew up, you know, just being very active. I grew up in a time when it was actually quite normal for kids to stay outside all day and play in the neighborhood with all the kids. Um, I remember looking forward to the summer times. We would always go outside early in the morning and come in for lunch and then just go right back outside to play. Like I didn't grow up in the era where, you know, we played video games. I did not watch a lot of TV. Um, So I was just always active as a kid. So you played a few sports, but basketball was your thing. Why basketball? Um, Basketball was because I had an older cousin that I grew up going to see play. Like I can remember every weeknight, like two nights a week, we'd go see him play. He went on to play college and it was just something that I was always around. And I don't know, from the time I started playing organized um, sports, it was just something that I was naturally good at. And I enjoyed the team aspect of it. And I don't know. It was just, I just grew a love for it over time. Well, tell us about your coach um, or a favorite coach that you had growing up and how they helped you on and off the court. So my high school coach, um, her name was Jeanette Carter, and she was definitely a role model for me. She had a great um, family situation. She had two kids, um, and she was more than a coach. She was actually the first person to talk to me about HBCUs, and honestly, I had no idea of what that was. I didn't end up going to an HBCU, but she just exposed me to some different things that, um, 
you know, that I just really had no clue about. She oftentimes would, you know, let us come over and hang out at our house. She was just, you know, all in all a great inspirational role model. And she's someone that I keep in contact with to this day. That's awesome. I love that. And, and were you a pretty good student? In school, like through from elementary through high school? Yes, I was always a straight A student. I was in the honors program at my school. Um, looking back, I did not realize at the time, but I was probably one of two African Americans in the honors program at my school and graduated with honors. Wow, that's awesome. That's pretty incredible. And how do you think, you know, maybe playing sports helped with that? Do you think it played a role? Well, yeah, my school was extremely diverse. And, you know, had I not been in sports, I probably wouldn't have been exposed to some of the things that I was exposed to. Like a lot of my teammates were from different backgrounds. I remember one of my closest friends on my basketball team going over to her house and she just lived a different way, like things that I had never really experienced. Like I remember going over and seeing that they had like, someone come in and wash and fold their clothes and they I was like oh my gosh you guys have a maid (laughs) what is this so you know get to learn and see things through the relationships that you develop because of sports that I would not have seen otherwise yeah and did you fit in pretty well with all your peers at school or you know, did you find yourself being an outsider at times? Um, well, like I mentioned, I was probably one of two African-Americans in the honors classes. So I had like several different groups of friends. Like I had a lot of friends um, that weren't in my classes. At the end of the day, I think that it helped me because I was able to separate myself from different groups because of the different classes that I was taking. Yeah. Uh huh. It just made your, made you open a wider friendship net, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it made me to experience like all different kind of backgrounds, but then be able to separate, you know, academically at the same okay. time. And so what made you decide to go to Middle Tennessee State University? Um, I really don't know. Like, <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, I always knew that I was going to college because that was just a personal decision that I made. It wasn't mm-hmm. that my mom was saying that you have to go to college. Like I stated before, I was always very independent, so... You know, I made a lot of decisions for myself that I probably shouldn't have made, you know, as Mm -hmm. an 18-year-old. So I knew that I wanted wanted to go away, but, you know, that was probably one of the only college campuses that I visited, so... Okay. And there you have it. And and then you ended up there. And then, well, while you were there, like, how did you make the most of the experience? Like, did you enjoy it? Um, Yeah, I did enjoy it. You know, because it was not so far away, there were a lot of people from Nashville that I already knew. Um, I Mm -hmm. wish that I could say I was one of those people that just knew exactly what I wanted to major in and just, you know, had my career path just completely set out. But it wasn't like that. Um, I always knew that I was really good in math, um, but I did not know what I was really passionate about. 
So I ended up majoring in finance, and then I continued on after I graduated and got a master's in business administration. All right. Okay. So what did you end up eventually doing with that? After I graduated, I got a job in finance. I worked in corporate America for about 10 years. And after um, for Ford Credit. Oh, okay. Okay. And after working there for 10 years, um, working like long hours and being locked into a schedule, I knew, you know, that that's not what I wanted for the rest of my life. Um, And fortunately, we were in a financial position that allowed me to stay at home after having my second child. And honestly, that was kind of a tough decision for me because I just did not know what Mm -hmm. that really looked like. I did not know, you know, if that would change the dynamics of, you know, our relationship, speaking with my husband, and Mm -hmm. I just did not know. So it was just kind of like a really tough decision. But looking back on it, it was probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made. You know, like the times you get to spend when your kids are young, you just, you know, you cannot get those times Mm -hmm. back. So just so thankful that I was able to do that. That's awesome. And even okay, so even though the corporate America job like wasn't your thing, what still were some of the things that like helped you get your foot in the door? Because most students out out of college are like terrified, like they don't know if they're going to get a job or not. So how did you like land that job? Honestly, I do not. I think I just went on several different interviews, and that was one of the ones that came back that was actually in my field. Um, and again, I okay. still didn't like finance wasn't my passion. Like, you know, a lot of people, you really yeah. don't know what your passion is when you're 18. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just blessed that I was fortunate enough to get into, you know, a decent situation. And, you know, I worked hard and, you know, kept a steady job. But I always knew that there was something more. I just had to figure out what that was. Well, I mean, cash rules everything around me. <laughs> so <laughs> finance is not a terrible thing to learn about because I'm sure you like have used it in other areas of your life. So let's talk about like your transition. You know, now okay. at Beauty Counter and I'm sure the things that you learned in college and even at your job at Ford um, helped. Right. So I'll go back a little bit. So after my kids started to school, I knew that I, you know, wanted to get back out there, but I knew that I did not want to be locked into a nine to five. I wanted to have flexibility. I have watched my husband run run his own business for like 10 years. And I saw like all the freedom and the flexibility and just the opportunity that it had afforded our family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was just like, you know what, I am ready to do something, but I still do not know what it is. So at that time, his business had grown so much. He was in need of someone to handle like all of his finances for his office. He had a financial planning company, but needed like someone to handle the finances for his office. And so, you know, we kind of talked about that. We prayed about it and um, we thought that it would be a good fit. So I started doing that for a while and I really liked, you know, the flexibility. Some days I could go into the office, some days I could stay at home. You know, it was kind of like that perfect balance. But after doing that for a while, I still kind of felt like, you know, 
not a void, but just kind of like a need to have like something separate that was just like totally me uh-huh. that I was passionate about. And then like one day out of nowhere, I get this call from a good friend of mine and she happens to be a physician. And she started telling me about all these products and she started giving me all these facts about the personal care industry and the lack of regulation and, you know, just all this, just giving me the rundown. And she asked me to try these products and I agreed to try them, of course. And when I got the products, I used them for a few days and I I was just like immediately blown away. I I did not want to give them back. And at that moment, like I knew that I was going to be a customer, but I did not know that I was going to eventually partner with the company and grow it into my own business. Get out. Okay. Wow. So that's, that's the moment. Like you decided and figured out, wow, this is something that I was meant to do and it's going to help people. Now, in the meantime, I still run the finances at my husband's company and I Oh. Beauty counter too. So, you, so you're like a Jamaican because like, I'm Jamaican. So Jamaica's got multiple jobs. <laughs> so it's good. And so now you you actually have three jobs because you're also a mom too. So that's right. a lot. How do you balance? Oh gosh, it's just about being like intentional and just setting blocks of time and just really sticking to it. Like in my new year this year, I have you know, just decided that I am going to definitely like, cause I've always planned out my day, but I'd let like little side things interrupt. But this year mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, get my plan for every single day and stick to it. And I mean, that's pretty much the only way that it's going to work for me because just like everybody else, we are balancing so many things as far as being moms and just handling the everyday task. And, you know, if you do not plan, you don't have any direction. And if you don't have any direction, then you're just lost. So. Yeah, totally. Um, So, you know, you're managing your household, you're, you know, helping your husband. You got this entrepreneurial, like passion project um, that is moving you every single day. How, How do you remain smart how do you and your family remain smart about money um like how do you make sure that you maintain it because you know obviously when you're doing things as an entrepreneur like you know money comes in at different times and you know and fluctuates and so how are you smart about it the main thing is you i know in the world of social media it's so hard not to but you just cannot try to keep up with everybody else and I would just speak to young women you know in general you have to make smart financial decisions early to set yourself up you know down the road you don't want to rack up a bunch of credit card debt trying to buy the latest and the greatest if you can just be patient those things will eventually come so you know just planning and having your own vision and not being sidetracked by, you know, the things that appear to be great um, just by what you see. Because, you know, it can be all an illusion. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So take us through a a successful day for you. What does that look like? 
Okay, so generally I wake up around six o'clock in the morning. I have two boys that I have to get ready for school or now they're at the age where they get themselves ready. Um, and then I get them off to school. They're at two different schools this year for the first time. Um, and then if I do not go into the office, then I go ahead and get my 30 to 45 minute workout in right after I drop my kids off. I either, you know, go for, I like to go for like a nice brisk walk, like as soon as I drop my oldest son off. And that just kind of sets the tone for my day. I'm like able to clear my thoughts and, you know, just get motivated. Um, and if I do have to go into the office, then I just head straight up there and just the night before, I must say, I already have like my to-do list of what I need to do in that day. So I'm pretty much prepared for the day based on what I've done the night before as far as like blocking off my time and getting everything scheduled. So I just pretty much try to stick to the plan as much as possible. Okay. And are there any apps or websites that you use throughout the day that help you? I am so bad with technology <laughs> like that. That's one of my things just to try to get more technologically savvy, okay. I guess I need to say. But no, I'm not that person that just, no, I don't have any apps. You may can give me some tips on that. I, I absolutely will. I will share for sure. <laughs> I can't use them offline. Um, so wait, besides walking, what are some other things that you do each day that make you just happy? Um, so besides walking, I love great food. Um, (laughs) a good meal makes me happy. Um, one of the things for the new year, I'm going to try to read more books. I just started, um, reading T.D. Jake's book called Soar. Okay. How is it? It's good so far. It's just talking about having a vision, but getting that vision to get off the ground and actually soar. Um, so I want to read more books and I also want to start listening to podcasts more just to get a, you know, motivational word from the day and just to hear from other successful people and just learn more about, you know, different tips and tricks. And, you know, I just believe you can always pick up bits and nuggets that can help you be a better you. I can agree with you more. You mentioned food, which, of course, woke me all the way up because I love food. <laughs> but um, how do you do you love to cook? No. <laughs> so, OK, so how do you eat healthy on a budget or like how do you get delicious food? Are there certain restaurants that you love to go to? Um, I love a good breakfast. So. Um, and I don't know if you've been back to Nashville, but there's like restaurants popping up left and right. Um, one of my favorite breakfast spots is a place called The Perch. And they have some of the best omelets and um, crepes. So that's one of my favorite breakfast spots. Um And then also I have this group of ladies that I dine with once a month and we, our thing is to just like go into different restaurants. Like it can't be a chain. So 
pick like the newest spot or just a place that, you know, we haven't been to. And we've been doing this for like 10 years. I love that. That's such a great idea. Um, and it's just so cool. Sometimes you just need that time to mm-hmm. you know, get with girlfriends and have a good laugh over some great food. So, okay. But you can't eat out all the time since you're smart with your money. So what are some healthy um, <laughs> ways that you eat at home? It just goes back to planning. Like I like good fruit and you know, I can't say that I just eat healthy all the time. Yeah. I do my best and it just it's just like everything else. You just have to plan. If you want to succeed in anything, you have to be prepared. So again, prepare the night before and then mm-hmm. you're, you know, more likely to stay on track. And um when you work out, like what's one thing that can make or break your workout? Oh, it has to be something that I enjoy doing. Um, I love, there was a workout class that I was actually just addicted to like three, two to three years ago. I was in the best shape of my life. It was an outdoor boot camp class that I just, oh my gosh, I just love it so much. Um, the only problem is that it's like in the middle of the day. Oh, okay. Which is the reason that I had to stop going to it. Um, But, you know, just finding that thing that doesn't feel like a workout. And maybe that can be working out with a group of friends or, you know, maybe it's the activity itself. But it just has to be something that you look forward to doing. Okay. If I were to check out, like, your workout playlist, what are some songs that would be on it? (laughs) Well, I am actually the worst when it comes to that. My husband is the one that keeps me up to date with all <laughs> So my playlist isn't a real playlist. It's like so outdated. Um, but it does have like some Beyonce, some Nicki Minaj, you know, that kind of thing working. But when my husband is with me, then he gets me like with the scissor and, you know, yeah. all the up. <laughs> Oh, thank, thank God for, for, husband, for husbands coming through every time, always coming through. Um, your hair, let's talk about that because it's beautiful. Okay. And um, sometimes hair gets in the way for many, many women of color when it comes to working out. What are some ways you kind of get around that obstacle or has hair been like, or has hair been an obstacle for you and discouraged you from working out in the past? Well, you no, know, it is. Hair is definitely an obstacle, but it's one of those things where I always just like to say, you know, you, I mean, you just cannot get around it. You just have to figure <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing you can do. Do you want to be healthy or do you want to have, you know, great hair? I, I mean, yeah. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> Well, okay, so say you just got your hair straightened, you know you need to work out. Like, how do you recover after that situation? Like, what are some tips on getting your hair back to how it looked? Well, I just keep it wrapped up during the workout. That works for me. And you can't take, I actually sweat in my hair. Everybody does do that. Like, those workout hairstyles that. Like besides like a hair, you know, hair being wrapped, like, do you ever put it in a ponytail or like do a protective style? Um, as far as like working out, it's either wrapped up or pulled tightly in a ponytail and I cannot take it down until it's like completely dry. Otherwise, then you get like the poof effect. 
tell you. Nobody wants to poof it. Let it completely dry before you take it down, and then it's not so bad. But if you, if I take it down while it's still wet, then I've completely ruined my hair. Oh, and while we're on the subject of sweat, what is your favorite deodorant? I know that's a weird question, but. Deodorant is very like well, specific I, for people. Like <laughs> people are really serious about their deodorant. What? I have tried to switch over to this natural deodorant okay. called Native. What is it called again? And the Native. Native. Okay. Yeah, the jury is still out on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but other than that, I use Dove, like powder, fresh Dove. Same here. Well, I don't know if mine's powder fresh. I, the, the purple. So it's Dove and it just says fresh, I think. I don't know if it's powder fresh, but I like that one too. Okay. <laughs> and, so, yes, I am in the process of trying to like clean up everything that I use. So, yes, I am testing out this new native deodorant. And okay. if it works, I will definitely let you know. Please do. Please do. And who are you sweating on Instagram? Is there anyone in the fitness world that keeps you motivated? Oh, I wish I could say that. I'm I'm telling you, I am going to do better as far as like my social media and technology is concerned. I'm just not, I don't know, connected yet, but I will be soon. Okay. And when you hear the words, pretty girls sweat, what does that mean to you? That working out and being healthy is the ultimate form of being beautiful and pretty. Okay. Awesome. So tell us what's next for you. Um, What is next for me? Um, I just want to continue to, you know, reach as many young women as I possibly can. Um, I honestly just feel so proud and blessed. Like every time I get to sit down and, impact someone by helping them make, you know, better choices for themselves and their families. You know, like if you can reach young girls early, you know, eventually they become moms and moms make the decisions when it comes to, you know, health care and what you use on your family. So I want to reach as many young women as I possibly can and just continue to educate them and help them make better choices. I don't know if you know, but like, you know, the average woman uses 12 beauty products every single day and most of those products have never been tested so we don't know you know what we're putting on our bodies every single day and our mission is to get safe products into the hands of everybody that's not beauty counter products that's just products period and so how do we do that that's by educating and that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to this company is because we are truly like an education first company. So that is my goal. And actually, you have inspired me. Like, <laughs> I look at what you're doing, like on all these campuses with all these, you know, young girls. And, you know, I just had a vision like, what if I am able to? get like one young lady across like 20 
different campuses to start empowering, you know, young girls and get them to start looking in a safer beauty options. And, you know, in doing so, she is actually running her own business and building her own team. So you have inspired me to put that Aww, on my vision board. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we have so many ambassadors at campuses nationwide, like you said. So I don't see why, you know, we couldn't start talking to those girls and getting them to, you know, spread awareness for safer products. I mean, that that vision board item can happen oh sooner than later. I'm just saying. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That's Risha Blivens. Follow her on Instagram at Risha.B and go to her website, linktr.ee backslash Risha.B. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's pretty girls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.